Welcome back to the Bravo Dog Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Renee Erdman. I'm a certified dog trainer and behavior consultant. I own bravodog.ca. And today we're going to be talking about recall. So off-leash foundation work and a reliable come when called. I want to make it clear that there is absolutely no 100% recall. Why? because we're living with animals. They're not humans. And there are other factors that um, can affect why an animal may or may not be able to come back to us when they when we call them. There are uh, distractions in the environment. There are competing motivators. So things that compete with the, the, um, the results of them coming back to us or to the desire or the motivation. Um, and animals, lots of them have prey drive, and we cannot guarantee that what we have to offer is going to be able to compete with that genetic component that is driving them to go after prey. So there's no 100% recall. Um, you know, even those that tout using a shock collar um, or label them an e-collar or a tingling magical device, you cannot guarantee that an animal is going to respond to that. So while it sounds like a, a great solution, not only do these, um, these collars cause aggression and anxiety, and they, there are documented studies, some very, very well um, executed studies, it's science, amazing, um, <laughs> is it's not worth it. So training with rewards and working in um, the right environments to set your dog up for success and then realizing that there is no 100% recall is, I think, important for us to all keep in mind. Start sooner versus later. I often work with clients that have waited too long to start working on this and then they've built up a bunch of anxiety around letting their dog off leash. And we can't just leave things to the wind and and think, okay, well, I'll just give it a try and see how it goes. We do need to put some work in and there are some steps involved so that we can have more confidence letting our dogs off leash in certain environments. If possible, we're starting when our dogs are younger, so puppies. We're setting some foundation skills in place so that they are happy to come back to us. Uh, We're working around distractions and we are actively training. So what constitutes a recall or what is come when called? Consider this. Anytime you're calling your dog to you for whatever reason, they are going to make the association of what happens when they do that. So... Some circumstances that you're going to want to avoid are going to be the following. Calling your dog in from the yard and doing nothing when they come to you or come in the house. Calling your dog into the bathroom, which results in a bath or a nail trim. So you're calling them for something that uh, might, might be considered negative to them, unless you're a fantastic trainer and bath time is the best thing in the world for your dog. So try not to call them to you for anything that's going to result in something negative happening. So for a lot of dogs coming in from outside is a negative. The fun ends. Outside's way more exciting than being inside doing nothing. So you do want to reward that stuff. um, But something positive needs to happen every single time your dog is called to you. 
If you haven't worked on any recall exercises yet, perhaps you have a puppy, I often recommend working on this exercise once a day. It's called a jackpot recall. And once a day, what you're going to do is you're going to randomly call your dog to you from a different part of the house. Uh, you can use their name, you can use a specific word attached to that, and then a lot of happy talk, clapping, getting excited to get them to follow through. You don't want to call them and then there's just dead air. Um, you need to continue encouraging them to come to you. Ideally, earlier on, you have prepared some food, something that they wouldn't normally get. Maybe you've got some leftovers, but you don't want to tip them off that you're working on this. So what that means is you don't want to go into the kitchen when they're in earshot and start preparing some food or opening up a treat pouch or a treat um, crinkling bag or something like that, because then it's not going to be spontaneous. The spontaneity is really important uh, that you, after you do call them to you and they come running, what you're going to do is grab them by the collar if they have a collar on. If they don't, then just reach towards them, which will simulate grabbing a collar because we'll touch on why that's important in a minute, but you want to jackpot them with that amazing food. So we're laying the foundation in a non-distracting environment that when I call you, the best thing possible is going to happen, which is it could be leftover tortellini, it could be steak from the night before, um, it could be canned dog food or cat food, something completely special and new, okay? So moving to, moving forward and touching on the collar grab or the reach, oftentimes we grab our dog by the collar and we are going to then leash them up and leave the park. Um, again, that is a punishment for a lot of dogs, which means the fun end. So you want to include that as part of this happy, awesome scenario of calling them back to you. Um, so I would do this if you can once a day, maybe for seven days and totally random time and changing what you use for that jackpot reward every single time. So let's say you have laid the foundation with your jackpot recall exercise. It's gone well, but now what do we do? We can't necessarily go to an off leash trail and just test the waters. This is where I would be buying a long line. Um, maybe 30 feet in length. And I would think about the best environment to go to the next step, which to me would be an outdoor field where there may be distractions such as dogs in the distance. There might be some people, not a super busy area because we can't go from zero to 100. So find the right place where you can set your dog up for success. Initially, when I get to a new place, what I do is I walk the perimeter with my dog. I let them sniff the environment because that is a competing motivator, right? So <laughs> if you go to uh, this new place, and even if you're using a long line and let it out, the first thing your dog's going to want to do is sniff the new environment. So allow them to do that. Go for a walk first, walk the perimeter, take your time. Then what I would do would be, once I've done that, would be to let the long line out, but I'm not letting it go. So it should have a handle on it. And I'd start walking around with my dog and I would call them back to me at a completely random time when I think that they can actually respond and be successful. And I would execute that high value reward uh, delivery by asking them to sit as they're running to me, grab their collar or harness, and then give them a large amount. 
I'm being very generous, uh, especially during these initial stages, because I'm still laying a foundation. Okay, so the long line exercise, if I'm going out for 20 or 30 minutes, I probably would do three or four of these recalls. You don't want to overuse it because there's more, there's more value and there's more sort of pack to the punch, I guess is, is the saying, because it's not them coming back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. That's not how we would use a recall in the real world. Anyways, it would be your dog is out of sight. Um, you need them to come back to you. You're going to call them at that time. So working around distractions that are not too difficult for your dog to come away from. And then every trip or that you're using uh, your, your long line with, I would get closer to distractions. You know, uh, I usually recommend that you do a couple recalls when it's really, really easy for them in that new environment so that you've warmed them up, right? Um, always being really generous with those rewards and a little tip too would be not to hold the food in your hands to get your dog to come to you. You really want their name using that word and getting really, really excited for them to be able to follow through. Um, and of course, if you're using a long line and they can't do it, you're going to reel that long line in and you're still going to reward them, believe it or not. So do you reward your dog if they cannot or have not followed through and you've used the long line? You do. Because bottom line is we're trying to make that association, that dog coming to human, regardless of the circumstance, means something positive happens to them and it's worth them coming back to you next time. I always ask my students this question. If you were on a hike and you had been doing working on your recall uh, for weeks and you're at the point now where you're testing small periods of time with your dog off leash and you've called them back to you, they're out of sight, can't hear them, and it's taken them 10 minutes to come back to you. Really slow, not ideal, you've been stressed, you're anxious because they haven't come back to you yet, but they do finally comply. What should you do? Some popular answers are put them on leash, don't reward them, leave the area. So those are all punishments for not coming back to you quickly. Here's the problem is that animals do not have a sense of urgency. So whether or not they come back to us is basically it's going to be up to them. You know, is it motivate? Have we motivated them enough to come back to us? Are there factors in the environment that haven't allowed them to come back to us because their instincts have kicked in? So bottom line is if your dog comes back to you, no matter how long it takes, you still reward as if they would have come back to you in a flash. Um, so just remember, there are no guarantees, but if you do, in, if you put into place a punishment essentially for them coming back to you, then you're ruining all the work that you've been doing and you're going to have a slower, more unreliable recall at the end of the day. Another question that's asked of me is if I have gone out for a hike and I've let my dog off leash and they aren't able to come back to me, period, what do I do? You do need to follow through and go and get your dog. Um, you may want to consider that that environment hasn't been 
conducive for off-leash work with them yet, you might need to go back to using a long line, take a look at what you're using for rewards and how generous you're being. But essentially, when you go and get them, you can put them on leash for safety reasons because the recall just hasn't been effective. But I still... would consider that putting them on leash is a punishment. We're removing freedom. I would still give them a reward for me. Uh, it's not necessarily a reward. It is an association. So me clipping the, putting them back on lead, I want a positive association because they're not going to remember that they didn't come back to you, you came to them, and now you're rewarding a slow recall. It doesn't work that way. So if you need to go and get them, clip the lead on, Give them something to make a positive association and then think about what your next steps are. The last thing I'm going to address is a really common question, and that is, do I always have to reward my dog when they come back to me? Yes, absolutely. You need to reward them because if you don't reinforce a behavior, that is called extinction. Are you trying to extinguish the behavior? No, we want to keep this really strong. So be generous always reward. Change what you're using for rewards and start thinking about this more as uh, an exercise that strengthens your relationship. It builds confidence in your dog and it makes you more confident bringing your dog into different environments off leash. So always, always reward. Bring something really good with you and be generous. Thanks for joining us on the Bravo Dog Knowledge Podcast. We hope you found this episode helpful. Head over to bravodog.ca and sign up for our free body language course. The pop-up will prompt you to enter your information and then you'll gain access. We've created this just for you and we hope that it helps many people understand their dogs and what they're thinking by interpreting their body language much better. Join us next time and again, thanks for joining us.